Dude, I've been getting the editing down pretty decent. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> the trailer was cool. I thought it was funny. I think it was funny for like a five-minute thing. Um, yeah. I, I was I was listening through the whole thing. I was like, oh my god, dude, <laughs> we we are something else. <laughs> In a world of countless Zoom meetings and millions of hours of movies. One ST Zebra and a Frisky Panda. Save the world one podcast at a time. Starring Marlon, Alex, Zoom. Welcome to today's Zoom, our latest episode. Uh, we have watched two films one which is Escape from New York, and the other one is Training Day. Uh, I do feel like because we watched those two uh, movies, Alex, I, I we should name this episode Escape from Training Day. <laughs> no? Is that, no? Yeah, yeah, that works, that works. <laughs> is that too cheesy? That it's works. too obvious? <laughs> no, I mean, the good, the bad, and the, sh- the Connery was a little bit too, too <laughs> off the rails, but that works. Yeah. All right, so I did see... Uh, Escape from New York today in the morning. I saw it like at six in the morning. What? Uh, training day. I saw it right after work. Um, today? Yeah. So both of them I saw today. That's huge. It's just in fresh in my. Well, I saw Training Day for around lunchtime today. So. Damn! What I'm, a great time there. to watch it, bro. <laughs> like yeah. I watched it. I I just saw it right now. So like everything was like. The very beginning was, was something. I, I think we'll, when once we start talking about uh, training day, I'll, I'll I'll bring it up. But yeah, so I think because we should we just get yeah. I think because I I said we should. Uh, I saw Escape from New York first. Maybe we should talk about that first, and then go into okay. training day. Uh, these two films are for like No Shave November, uh, so which is funny and because <laughs> there's no beards. Yeah, <laughs> Escape from New York. I, he had a stubble, I guess. Like Kurt Russell had some stuff on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The the. Oh, I mean, once we get into it, well, we can get into Escape from New York, I guess. Yeah. No, was, maybe not. I think we should. Okay. So, so I saw. I ended up watching a thirty-minute document documentary, which. It's not really a documentary. It's just like interviews, yeah. compiled interviews of how they shot the movie. Yeah. And apparently they were going. John Carpenter wanted him to play it like if he was um, uh, uh, doing a Western. So he was he was invoking mm. his clean, clean Eastwood. So technically. It's a Western. That's why he had the little beard uh, thing going stubble, on. Stubble, yeah. Because he was... You, know, you can hear after hearing that interview, I can like when you hear him talk. Yeah, I can see him being the good, the bad, and the um, the. I mean, what's his name? White? No, what was his name from from the good, the bad, and the ugly? What was uh Clint Eastwood's Clint name? Eastwood's Blondie. Name? Blondie, Blondie, yeah. Which is I funny, bro. Him. I think that's funny when you mention that because the guy that hired him. Played Angel Eyes in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah, so that's why he got hired, because that's what they're going for. For a Western? It's their, it's their homage to this movie, to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I 
don't see it, but <laughs> that's what John Carpenter was going for. Oh man, I think I saw I saw it through Amazon Prime. Did you see that through Amazon Prime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was yeah, I, I saw it through that. my phone, and when I try to click pause, it shows like the X-rays, so it gives you like hints and facts about the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I did learn a little bit of things, but I probably forgot by now. Um, uh, I did learn one th- thing from the very beginning, what? which is the very beginning shows a shot of New York, and that's the only original that's shot the only one. That's of the New only York. One. Yep. <laughs> yep. Everything else that, is like filmed and, in Missouri or whatever. Yeah, in St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so in that little documentary interview stuff that they did. Yeah. Um, they talked to the cinematographer and the person, in tra- and then and also the person in charge of scenery, like wherever they're gonna film and stuff. Yeah. And they said they couldn't afford, <laughs> they couldn't afford uh, to film in New York. Yeah. Because I I think they they had a small budget of like five million dollars. Uh. I I might have. It was a really small budget, and it made a huge amount of money. So they have a sequel. But then again, I feel like John Carpenter is like the master of like low budget movies. Yeah. Like has he has he had like a major movie? I mean, like Halloween was low budget. Yeah. I, I just don't I think yeah, he had was, a couple yeah, I think he had budget. two what? right before this that were like big names. Right? Or there were like the biggest things for him. Uh, and that's what caused him yeah. to like let them do Escape from New York because Escape from New York okay. was apparently like too dark, and they didn't want to do it until well, after Halloween. Well, okay, so the big things that he was no- he's known for, right? So he got kind of big for Assault on Precinct Thirteen, the original one, right? Oh, okay. That was like in '76. Then he did Halloween. I think that was like late seventies, right? Like yeah, seventy eight or something so. like that. And then right after that, so he got big there, but that was low budget. Right after that, he did another classic horror movie, which was The Fog. Ah, uh, that's the one. And but that's a low budget movie as well. Like he wasn't like big. Yeah. And then he mm. got this one, and then after the, after dropping this, people were like, "Oh yeah, you're John Carpenter again. You know you're." You do weird things. I mean, I can see that. I mean, there there he's was a some cult master. Like it's just cool. Yeah, I do feel like some of the things that showed up on in the film was pretty creative, uh, especially for oh. that time, for sure. Dude, okay, so a couple of things that they sort of were the first ones to do: mm-hmm. the panning, uh, the it's switching scenes yeah. while they're panning. Yeah. That that was, that's used so commonly now that like looking at it, I was like, whatever. But then like reading like, in that interview, they were like, oh, we did this new te- technology that was like we would pan and as we're panning, we would switch scenes flawlessly. So it's easier for the editor. <clears throat> you just cut that and add to it. <clears throat> yeah. So I like that scene from the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. So if you notice, they're, it's, they're there, right? Yeah. And then they, they, so the camera is like a con- continual movement from like left to right. Yeah. 
And as they're doing that, they do the power shot, right, for the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And it keeps zooming. And right after that, like, you see a wall, like a long wall. Yep. And that becomes where the the army, where the, or I mean, the prison cell, or the, the outside of the prison wall, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they use that wall to blend two shots. Mm. So they cut as they're doing that. So then when they, they started shooting again, they did the same motion. Yeah. So it's and then they blended it together. And since there's a wall, you you don't notice that there's a cutscene. And and uh, I mean it was clever and if you if you notice it happens a lot yeah. in this movie where like someone is talking and you don't see the person talking, but you see like the city. Yeah. And it is going left to right. It's that little zoom thing. And the reason why is because they were the first, one of the first movies to ever use a low light um, cameras. So, like, their lenses were low light. So, they didn't have lights in the actual filming. That's why it's so dark. Yeah. Because he's like, let's, let's try these out. These brand new lenses, brand new cameras. Which, like, They're like let's, get in let's more try them out. It. Yeah. yeah, so like he's like, "Fuck this! Let's let's just try it out." And so, um, the shutter is open, so it's like more sensitive to to the light. Yeah. So, with just the fire, is how they lit the sceneries. Mm. That makes sense. And of why like all the characters are kind of orange. Yeah, and that's why it's so grainy and so dark because it's like it's low lit. It's like it's a small budget movie. Yeah. And with a big. That's a like if you think about what they did and they accomplished the fighting, the blowing up. That's very expensive, but they were able to do it in a five million dollar budget, which is pretty impressive. True. Um, and then uh, what uh, what else? Oh dang, I just I just had a brain fart and I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh um, nope. Yep. You say something. <laughs> Maybe I'll remember. Uh, well, in the very beginning, they had somebody. Uh, Doing a description of the prison, apparently uh-huh. it was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. That wasn't. I only even... noticed. Uh huh. Yeah, I only noticed it because uh, I the soundtrack is is class, dude. That is a great soundtrack for the eighties. Yes. To it? <laughs> dude, I, that has to be. Well, I'm not gonna say one of the best soundtracks because it's that's false, but <laughs> it's a really good soundtrack and. Uh, she yeah she's she it's uncredited. She's like the, she, except that she is credited in the in the in the, re, in the song. Re, so yeah. in the it says the track name, and and then it says featuring Jamie Lee Curtis. So. Yeah, <laughs> so she's she's listed there. Uh, I also found out that like for certain scenes where they have trash all over the floor, they actually went to get trash and put it on the site. <laughs> Um, also the location where they were filming, uh, it was a place where it was like a, a section of the city that was abandoned. So they were allowed to do that. Uh, yeah. I also found out that John Carpenter like paid a dollar to St. Louis to buy a bridge that they use at what? the end ending shot where they're to blow it up. You know the scene oh, where yeah, they have the car thing? scenes in the very end with yeah, Isaac yeah, yeah, Hayes? Yeah, yeah, That was actually, mm. it cost him a dollar to purchase that bridge. So that's how Dude. they did that scene. So 
So in that little uh, documentary thing, I'll bring it up a lot. I don't even know if it's a there's an actual name to it, but they said that the reason why they filmed in that area is because there was a major fire. Yeah. And it burnt like the entire like the whole area there. It, they didn't have to even worry about decorating because it was already burnt. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, looked, like, it was like perfect. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they took advantage of a, a natural disease, natural uh, dis- disaster. Uh, yeah. Disaster, yeah. So they did, like, oh, they did that. Cool. Let's um, just go in. The other thing they also okay. brought in the they brought in the airplane. Did you did you Yeah, did yeah, I that? saw that that they brought Dude, in the airplane is... and it's not really the actual size of the airplane uh-huh. that they use. And uh-huh. also the the guy goes, "Look, I got to tell you something. I don't like the, the, the I think this documentary was done way after." Mm-hmm. And um, so he's like at this point we got away with it. He's like we didn't we didn't get permits for that. We just literally drove it, dropped it off for like two hours, yeah. and then took it back out. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, Amazon Prime, the x-rays, it actually said that they, because they didn't have a permit, they had to drive it in the middle of the night when no one was around uh-huh. and do it. Dude, that's awesome. They were sneaky, man. <laughs> like, honestly, I think... Um, this, is the, this is why this movie has a... That's why it's more passable for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of this of this movie. I think it's kind of like, <laughs> I, yeah, dude. As soon as I saw it, it was uh, just super it's 80s like, cheesy. <laughs> it's cheesy. It's like it's it's just too much. I feel like it's it's too 70s, too too late 70s, early 80s for me. Yeah. And um, oh, this is 80s. This is the 80s. So. It was too much. It's just this. It doesn't hold up like the jokes. The <laughs> I don't know, man. The fighting. If they're going for that western vibe, we just saw the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that's literally what they're going for. And I have to tell you that scene where he's talking to the guy that hires him. That's the actual guy that played in the good, the bad, and the ugly. The angel eyes. Yeah, angel yep. eyes. So that is the only, that's one of the best scenes because that guy is playing a Western and he's imitating Clint, Clint Eastwood. So it's like you're, you're getting that sort of vibe, but he was over the top. Dude, Kurt Russell <laughs> is just, I don't know if I've ever liked anything that he's in. Like, I don't know. if That's a good point. I didn't even like his role in Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. Um, That's a good point too, man. <laughs> I just don't know, like. Yeah, there's something about his I acting, man. Like I knew him it's... as a comedian for Overboard because my mom would watch it a lot when oh. I was little. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, like, but if I really look at his acting, is it doesn't really, like, I don't know how to say it, but like grabs onto me, and I don't feel like a connection with him. Yeah. And Overboard was after, right? Yeah, that was like right after Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that's Dude, another okay, one so I gotta watch again. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China? Yep. Okay, so I refuse to watch it. And the reason is because my tío, uh, Jesse's dad, and oh, name calling here, one of my uncles, <laughs> um, he would not, I remember when it, we were kids, he would not stop talking about this freaking movie called <laughs> Little trouble big in Damn, China. That's right. You and told me this before, dude. He would just not stop talking about it, and it's like, uh, 
And the way he would describe it, he would describe it as the funniest thing he ever seen in his <laughs> life. And 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 since then, I'm like, I don't want to watch this movie because if it's funny, I'm gonna have to go and tell him, like, you're right, that movie was funny. <laughs> and then he's gonna talk about it because he's probably gonna remember it. Yeah, I think um, uh, Short Round is in it, right? From like Indiana uh, Jones. From, from yeah, yeah, and he plays kind of the similar person, no? Just like in the I've, Goonies, <laughs> he plays yeah, the same dude. character. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I, I just this movie. I'm not a a huge fan. I do think that Snake Plissken is that's his name. Yep, Pl- you Pl- got it right. Plissken. Plissken. I, I'm gonna say that he just because of the cult. Is this even a cult classic? This is not a cult classic, right? I don't really. Do you hear people talking about this movie? Is this just a movie people watch and are like, yeah, that's a movie. Uh, I I think it could go either way, man. Honestly. So you think there's like a cult following for this movie? I do believe so. There has to be, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so famous. It's so big. It's a classic John Carpenter movie. It has to be one of his top maybe three or four. Maybe (laughs) top five. Yeah, maybe top five. It has to be one of his best movies. I mean, it's not better than Halloween. It's not better than The Fog. I don't remember Halloween or the Fog. I saw it when I was little, so it was just I I have to I rewatch just, it to compare. I just rewatched both of those movies, and those movies are really good. Um, yeah. Anyways, but look, it, it has to be in his top five, at least the top ten for sure. Top ten. I think Escape from New York is far better than Escape from LA. I think Escape from LA is even more cheesy, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because Escape from L.A., they just do the same jokes, the same beats again. Yeah. Even, even I believe, even the ending is the exact same thing. Where he, like, gives the precedent uh, uh, with a mission, right? Like, yeah. the tape in this one. And I don't know what it's in the L.A., but I think it's the 90s, so it has to be some sort of disc. Um either a computer disc or, or, or like a CD or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember that he does the same thing where the president does this big, big like, like, um, Pre- meeting and he's yeah, like, yeah. the press conference, press conference and he's like, yeah, we solved it. Here it is. And then <laughs> something and a cheesy ass song plays and then he's walking away and he breaks whatever he has in his hand. So that, <laughs> uh, that, Bro, by the way... Everything's the same. Yeah, by the way, I laughed at that scene when he walks away. And the reason why I laughed was that in the beginning, they were like, all right, Pliskin. And he's like, they call me Snake, right? Yeah. Or something like that. And then they go to the very end, and Angel Eyes is like, all right, Snake. And he's like, my name's Pliskin. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) make up your mind, bro. Make up your mind. (laughs) Well, uh, clearly... I mean, uh, um, he clearly uh, changed. Um, what's it called? The, he he grew as a character. Yeah, it was just really really funny that it that had to happen to show Dude, his character development. <laughs> there's so much funny movie. If you listen to this soundtrack, the best part about that soundtrack is that in between it, they do the thing where they have like uh, parts of the movie. Yeah, like to the dialogue. And I think the best one-liners are all there, you know? Like, oh, oh, the president is captured or whatever, and he's like, 
the precedent of what? <laughs> <laughs> that was a cheesy I'm, line, dude. I'm just like, oh, man, this is perfect for now. He's like, he's not my president. Like, that's such a... Uh, Bro, a good moment for right bro, now. When when he said that, and it was like six thirty in the morning, I was like Arby's, yeah. president of Arby's, <laughs> just throwing <laughs> Wait, random what? things. Like when he said yeah, it, I was yeah. like Arby's. <laughs> the oh first yeah. Thing. Oh, you answered him. Yeah, I was like Arby's, <laughs> president, the president of what? Arby's. <laughs> this is random thoughts in my head, man. I do like one thing that I learned. Which was that uh, the scenes where they show the radar and you see the over the uh, like the bird's eye view of the city. They yeah. they ended up doing a model of the city, and because right, right, right. because they didn't have like CGI, it was too expensive. They ended up coloring the whole model in in black, and turn off the lights, and they had uh, like a white strip going on the edge, and they would have the camera go right over it, and then they just uh, change the the color tone so it looks like a radar mapped out oh, of the so city. It looks like a computer. Yeah, yeah that's dude. pretty cool. Yeah, I freaked out because right. I was like, oh shit! I thought this was CGI yeah, the whole some, time. <laughs> that's some wild stuff. When I heard when I saw that too, I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous because. It does look like it, and it's like, if you think about it, yeah, in 1976, wait, 78? This is movie 1981. Was Tron out yet? I don't even think Tron was out yet. That's but a good it, point. There's, they couldn't, with the $5 million, they couldn't afford computerized stuff like that. that yeah. I'm sure computers were super expensive still in the 80s. Yeah, I freaked out when I read that, man. I was like, this is like the nerd in me. And I was also, like, you guys are like, fucking creative. Great props, great <laughs> props, dude. So, all the shots where you see uh, stuff from the city, yep. New York, they're all miniatures. So, yeah. I, it's impressive. Like, How and they some did of it? them are small miniatures and some are like larger, like actual bigger size, like miniatures and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, yeah, I mean. Again, for like a low budget, this guy knows what he do, how to do it. Oh yeah, take advantage of everything. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, from when he's flying in that scene where they're scanning, oh, that's one of my favorite lines. What are you doing, uh, Plitzkin or whatever? He's like, I'm playing with myself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did he just say that? <laughs> I'm playing with myself. Um, yeah. Look, it was fun. It's a fun movie. It's it's got its moments. Yeah, I understand. It's a classic. Yeah, it's not a classic. I'm not gonna say it's a classic. I'm. Some people think it's a classic. Some people think it's really good. I think this movie. Mm-hmm. I th- okay, to be honest, this movie. I think we either people are either gonna rate this movie like out of five. People will either rate it five, or they'll rate it like, or like four and a half to five, or like one to, like one and a half to two. I think that's the ratings. Like I don't think there's that much people giving this a three or or like a two and a half. Like I don't, I don't. I think this movie is either like it or you hate it. You know, because it's it's slow. Like it tries to be slow like a western, but I don't mm-hmm. think I would not consider this movie a western. It's more of a futuristic utopia action movie or whatever, you know. Um, and uh, I mean, the cavi is kind of funny. 
I, I think he he was re- wasn't he like isn't he like a super f- funny comedian for that? Uh, and I, he is right. I, I don't. He's I the think guy that so. did all those roasts and stuff. Ernst. Yeah. I know he's really funny. He he played. He was super famous. I know that, and he's a really good comedian. Yeah, he was of famous that time. in the eighties. Yeah. Seventies and eighties. Even before that, I'm gonna say sixties and seventies. Really. I want to say I know I know he is like a big deal in Hollywood, uh, especially in comedians. And um, I know this was like getting like uh, like we do now, where we have like big comedians play these roles. Like, yeah. This let let's be real. This movie, if it was to be made today, it would be The Rock and what's his name? <laughs> Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart. Like that's or Kevin Hart would be the cavi or something. You know. That's I, yeah, I, yeah. Kevin Hart would be a cabbie, and The Rock would be Snake. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, this is what this movie is. Also, this movie does not get made in two thousand and twenty. Nope. It, if it does, this is a YouTube uh, original, like a YouTube red thing, you know. Yeah, and make it into uh, just a ten minute, like short, like yeah, like. like uh, Rest in Five peace. Five to ten minutes. Rest in peace, Queeby. <laughs> yep, dude. I mean, this probably would be a good Queeby movie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it would be good. If they were just cut it into ten minute segments, it'll be yeah. good. Um, yeah, dude. This film yeah. did have some scenes or like the layout that they had or props that eventually ended up being used in Blade Runner. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, it has the same feel. The soundtrack is, again, let me, I'm not trying to shove this soundtrack down your throat, but if you have a <laughs> chance to listen to it, you should. Yeah. It's really good, and it has that feel to it, you know? Yeah. The the little 808, like, tick, 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 like just the reoccurring, like, little clicking. The, it, it's a good soundtrack, and it does give, what, do you know what they use for Tron? I think they actually ended up using a location. Oh. Not exactly. When they're in and the it wasn't, real it world wasn't Tron, Tron when they're in the It outside. wasn't Tron, though. Tron? It was uh, Blade Runner. Oh, Blade Runner. My bad. Yeah, but that's what I meant, that I completely said Tron instead of Blade Runner. But it has kind of sort of the same... Um, the soundtracks are very similar. Blade Runner is way better, but... <laughs> and Blade sound. Runner is more like a western. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Is yeah, Blade Runner is more of a western. You're right. Yeah, because he's more like he's like a sheriff, right? And he's like yeah. figuring stuff out of what's going on with these robots. Yeah, dude, I think this movie they they wanted to be an anti-hero. True. But they just could never there was something. nothing in this movie that I was like, I care for him. The, you know, they wanted... For Kurt Russell, they, for Snake. For Snake's character in the very beginning, they wanted him to actually showcase that scene where he ended up robbing that bank or whatnot. Uh, but oh. they actually cut that off. So if they put that in there... it was going to make him more of a dick? Probably. It would add more to his character for us, but they probably thought, like, this is not doing anything for the film yeah 
Because, you know, like, if you think, uh, like, last last episode, we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And mm-hmm. and Volandi in that movie, um, we I told you that I thought he, he sucked. And, and even though he represents the good. Yeah. He it, was still he bad. shows how, how evil it is. And this whole movie, that whole movie is about anti-heroes, right? Yeah. And how you have to hate them and you see them do mistakes. But there's still redemption when of Blondie in that movie, and you still feel like you want him to win. Yeah. But Snake, I could have cared less. I could have cared less what happened to him. Like I just, I was, True. I could, ne- I could never. And I think it's his acting, bro. His acting was so off for me. I was like, dude, what is this? A made-for-TV movie? Like that? That? That's <laughs> the feel for it. And the budget. Maybe it's the budget, but then again, I didn't. Like I said, I don't even like him in, in uh, um, Guardians. In Guardians, and that's a big budget movie for him. They, um, but they you know they wanted uh, Nick Nolte and Jeff Bridges to play Snake around that Ooh. time. I don't know what happened, but Jeff that's Bridges all I know. would have been great. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Oh, that that's the oh. There's one movie that. Uh, John Carpenter did with Jeff Bridges and it's the only movie he's ever Duck. been nominated for. Oh, really? <laughs> because of Jeff Bridges. Wow. Is Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, this movie is... Gr- I mean, it's a classic... I'm going to say it's a classic John Carpenter movie. Okay. It's like It's what you okay. expect when you think John Carpenter. Yeah. The things that come to my mind are Halloween... The fog in in this the Escape from New York movie. Yeah, um, it's just who he is. I mean, he's he's good at this. Like, it, it's he wrote this he wrote this movie, right? I, I'm guessing he wrote it. He based it off of something else, though. An idea he had from something else. I don't know what though. Yeah, cause he get yeah he gets credited as a writer. Oh, his wife. His wife at that moment was one of the characters in the movie. Uh, for John Carpenter, or you're talking about Carol? Escape. Yeah, both. They were both um, in there. <laughs> Maggie and the other girl. The girl that gets sucked into the floor. Yeah. That was Kurt Russell's one, wife. At that and time. And then the other one is the other girl is uh, John Carpenter's wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did not know that, man. There is a scene that I thought, okay, this does show that uh, Snake's character or Kurt Russell's character, Snake, does have some form of empathy and sympathy for people. Uh-huh. And that's the question that he asked the president, which is uh, about all the ones who died for the president to co- go back. You know, like, how does he feel about it? And yeah. it, it makes you realize, okay, he does care about these people uh, that did die for this freaking asshole <laughs> of a president. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I, so, like I said, like in typical, this is why I think this is a classic John Carpenter movie. Because John Carpenter does that. He's very political, He or he, he tries to be political. He tries to talk up uh, on certain issues, and mm-hmm. he brings them up. But I just don't, and I get that part from it, and that's why I'm saying like it's 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 a fun movie, it's a good movie, but it just didn't deliver for me. It just doesn't, yeah. you know. But yeah, I, I get that part. 
that scene, um, which is why which is why he walks away ripping the tape at the end. You know. Yep. Uh, By the way, yeah. like I don't know if you've ever played Metal Gear, the video game. There, no, I don't think I have. So Metal Gear, it's a whole series, bro. Uh, Metal Gear has a person named Snake, and he has an eye patch. Uh, uh, the last one that came out was Metal Gear Five, uh, Phantom Pain, and that came out for yeah. the PS4 and stuff. Uh, so that one had an eye patch, and that's the original Snake. And the whole storyline is about him uh, building up this uh, mercenary group. That like collects all the oh, nuclear what? weapons, and you can either use the weapons or take them apart. So it was a whole online component. But every time I looked at him, because of the eye patch and the, his hairdo, looks exactly really? like him. So if you look it up on your computer and look up Metal Gear Naked Snake and compare it just from what you remember, see. you'll see him with an eye patch, and you're like, "Shit, they copied him." <laughs> but Metal then, Gear, what did you say? Naked. Naked, naked snake. snake. Yeah. Metal Gear, Naked Slake, and you'll probably see him. Oh, yeah, 100%, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, it's exactly like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is this is Snake. Yeah, so, uh, by the way, like, in... Um, but he has the... I feel like Snake had the eye patch in the different eye. So Snake has it on his left eye. Yeah, yeah, and, and this guy has it on his right. Yeah. I, I, I think they did it on purpose and not match it, you know? But... There yeah. is one of the games called um, Metal Gear Solid, and then uh-huh. Slash, when they remade it for the GameCube, it was called Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. The very intro is is pretty much Snake getting a recap of what he has to do for his mission, and he gets launched out of a submarine into an island in, the, in Alaska uh, called Shadow Moses, and he's getting shot into it, and that scene... Because he's like in a torpedo-like yeah. thing, reminds me of how Snake got into New York. So it's very similar. Uh, with the glider. Yeah, with the glider. Yeah, dude. Okay, so this movie. This is what I'm telling you. Like, you're right. It does. It has to have a cult following, because this movie did inspire people. Like that whole, the shooting with low light. That's that's insane. No one had thought about doing that. True. Also. That technology didn't exist. It was the first movie to ever like expose it, right? Yeah. But the pat, the whole concept of panning, to to do a, a, a scene switch, right? Yeah, a transition. That was like that's a that was a, an original thing from this movie, and like, it's not that big of a deal when we're watching it because it's so overused now. It's used so much now. Yeah, it's not part Should, of the like, story, so you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Nolan's movie. Uh, um, it it all is that one nineteen. No, that's not Christopher Nolan, is it? Nineteen. Nineteen seventeen. The seventeen. That's not Christopher Nolan. Uh, the, is it? No, I think. But, I think. But, the, that, but you his know what I mean? Like it's like Dunkirk, it's one continue. Yeah, but nineteen seventy. Seventeen. Seventeen. It's that one continual shot, right? It it's, but it's not <laughs> continual because you use pan, you. By the way, they they use CGI to to uh, do transitions in that, but and they also use the black areas to transition. Yeah, like the and shadows. So like, but but that whole movie's basis is from that one scene of of motion, using motion to transition because your yeah. eyes won't notice the details when you switch. True, you clearly switch because the walls don't match up. 
like the wall from the Statue of Liberty, they don't match up to the wall that they shot in 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 in, in Missouri or whatever they shot it down there. You know, yeah. it, it won't match up, but because of blur, because of the motion, your eye won't catch it. Yep. and they're good at that. And they also did that I'm in uh, Charlie's Angel with like Drew Barrymore and all of them, and Cameron Diaz. There was a uh, and Luce, Luce the motorcycle Luke. scene, right? Uh, no, it was actually the, the transition from one floor to another. They and made it look uh, like right, right. they went through the floor Dude. by doing that. You know who's the master of of those transitions? Who? Which maybe one day we'll do that in this podcast. Uh, the ocean, the ocean movies, the Ocean uh, Eleven, okay. Twelve, Thirteen. Have you ever noticed like every one of their movies, like every scene has one of those like. Something moves. Yeah, it's like a motion and then you're transition. In the next one. Yeah, but what's insane about the ocean movies is when they do the transitional. Mm-hmm. Um, when the person passes, and they leave, the focus is still in where the person is talking. So, I, I, you know, we're not talking about that. But it's so it's so <laughs> cool how they do transition. Does that okay. has to be one of the those those whole series that whole movie, except for the twelve because there's so much blur in that movie, but. 11 and 13 for sure, like, specifically 11. Yeah. If you ever, next time you see it, look at how they transition, and it's just, it's just really cool. It's one of the most flawless transitions that, that out there, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, but this rating, rating time? Yeah, definitely a rating time. I will go with a three out of five. Three. Uh, and I'm that's gonna go high right for in me. The, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a two. I, I can't. I, I wanted to give it a two and a half, but I, I just can't give it a two and a half. Let me give it a two, just mm. because it just doesn't do it for me, man. And I, you don't want to. I want to watch movies. What? What? Eighty one? Is that what this movie was? Yep. I think we should do like a nineteen eighty one episode, because there's a lot of good movies in nineteen. And nineteen eighty one is one of those very classic movies. Okay. Uh, I know, like, Evil Dead is there, but American Werewolf, The Road Warrior, Raiders of the Last Ark came out in 81. Yeah. We talked about this last week, didn't we? We we, we talked we, about... last episode? Yeah, last... Or the 80s? Or I think a it specific was, year, no? I think we might have talked about that post-episode. So this was after oh, the episode. Oh, when we were just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, because we were trying to decide, and then I... And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but there's like there's a solid like twenty thirty classic movies that came out in in nineteen eighty one. So when, even the history of the world part one, that's a really funny ass movie, you know. Um, okay. Mel Brooks movie, and uh, I would be down if one day maybe we'll do that. Yeah. But yeah, eight, eight and a half. Uh, eight and a half. Two, two. Damn, bro. I'll give it a two. I'll give eight it a and two. a half, man. Because I'm really liking the 80, 1980s. <laughs> uh, 8.1 for 1981. Uh, yeah, man. I'll just leave it at that. Um, would I watch it again? Yeah. Probably not. Uh, I would only watch it again if like Mm-mm. my significant no. other would want to watch it. Uh, no. That's about it. Also, I, I hope I don't... I don't... any. I guess that would be okay. I'd have to live with it if my significant other goes. My favorite movie is Escape from New York, and I'd be like, we're done. I'm I'm leaving. If you you ever meet your significant other and she has an eye patch, then you have to stay away because that is Escape from New York. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. I'd be like, what are you doing there? I'm playing with myself. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, uh, I've been seeing it. Amazon has been shoving it in my face for like a month or two. Whoa, whoa, language, man. <laughs> I said shoving it in my face. You know, Amazon's been like, watch this, watch this. And I'm like, no. So I guess I finally had to watch it because of this. But, you know. <laughs> and now it's going to be, get... now it's going to be like, thank you for watching this. Now watch this. And it's Escape from LA. <laughs> Tell me we're going to have oh, to watch Have it. you watched Escape from LA? Oh, when I was, when it first came out, my kid, parents right? took me. To, that to that surfing scene, I, I hate it so much. I'm never going to watch it. Just I, I, off the surfing scene. For my, I remember it was really cool. <laughs> I was like, I kind of want to go surfing. Uh, that movie was made like in the 90s, right? I had to look. Yeah, that up. I think it was around 97. No, is that too late? Like a whole 10 years, Nine, more than 10 I years? I think it was probably after, uh, like, 10 years, over 10 years, yeah. 96, you're right. Ooh, pretty close. <sighs> That's so oh funny, God. man. They had CGI by then. Yep. Thank you, Jurassic yeah. Park. <laughs> dude, yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, one little, I just want to, I need to bring this up before we go into training. Okay, day. that's fine. Okay. I'm about to go see Tenet for the third time. Dude, what? Because that movie is such a mind fuck. Like, if you guys haven't watched Tenet, I I will three times. Okay, (laughs) and I probably go will go watch it one more time. It's not the greatest Christopher Nolan movie. The first time, I didn't pay attention, and I felt like I need to go again. And then the second time I went, I fell asleep. Because I was tired. Oh, man. <laughs> and so, like, now I have to go. I'm going Friday. I'm going Friday because my cousin that I went with in the begin- in the first time, she she um, she um wants to go again, too, because she's, she's also, like, trying to process what we watched. Dude, dude that movie is... Mm, bro. It's such a... It's not <clears throat> the greatest movie. Yeah, I know. It's not his best movie. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think, I would have a different opinion okay. about this movie, and I think you probably would, and a lot of people would too, Okay. if we would have seen it in theaters. I think this movie was meant for us to watch it in IMAX, because of the, sh- the way it was shot, the sound. It looked through the, in the drive-thru, it doesn't work, because my speakers are not the greatest, okay. because this is my freaking commute car, like, it's not going to have surround sounds or anything but i feel like if this movie was in imax i would probably be saying this is one of the best movies at least for this year or if not for a while you know because it has it it has everything from it you know yeah are you not a fan of it um i i watched it at home uh yeah see that's the thing i was gonna say like if 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 your cousin's gonna watch it and I know we were gonna have an episode with her. Should we talk about Tenant next time? Well, she's not. She's not. This not. It's the different cousin. Oh, okay. 
No, it's just, Leslie would never, no, not to name call or anything, but she would you not. You already did. <laughs> she would not be in this podcast. She would not come to it. Why not? She's, I don't think she, she just doesn't want to. She, look. She's like Jessica. We, <laughs> just we've been quarantining, kind of. Yeah, she's kind of like Jessica in that way for sure. Like, okay, we've been like quarantine buddies or our families, right? We, yeah. The only people we've seen during the quarantine. And uh, there was a time where it was like, I think it was like 10 of us there because uh, they live together. So it's like five of them there. And yeah. then uh, I was, me and Sydney. And everyone's like, let's play Among Us. And we all got into it. And yeah. the one person that didn't was Jessica and her. So, yeah, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> and they literally were just there judging us silently. <laughs> Damn. So I don't think I can I can tell her to come to the. I, I'll try. I'll ask a Friday. We're gonna have to figure out what to do with uh, Katie then. What films to watch? Yeah, I mean it'll be next month, so it'll be December. I don't know. Are we doing Christmas stuff? We could we could definitely do Christmas. I know for a fact they announced that we should do Christmas Wonder Day. Woman nineteen eighty four will be released in Christmas Day. Uh, in theaters and HBO and digital. HBO Max oh, will HBO have it Max. on the 25th. And in you theaters, it'll be the 16th. Mm. So if you're a subscriber, then you I'm, would get I'm it. Gonna go, I'm going to go to the theaters to watch it. I mean, to the drive-in. I'm <laughs> going to watch it in HBO coolest, Max, bro. <laughs> also, I fu- that drive-in, I'm not going to promote it because they're... Actually, I have a free screening for it to, for tomorrow. Yeah. Someone gave me a screening for it to go see a something brothers. I don't know. It's a it's a Netflix original hmm. movie. Okay. But um, I'm probably not gonna go. But uh, <laughs> I did find out they have the greatest uh, carne asada fries mm. uh, in Love life. Those. So. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Okay, that's which a is why I didn't pay right attention. <laughs> which I which is one of the reasons why I didn't pay attention the second time because I discovered the carne asada fries. That's funny. Yeah, but dude, like I said, that movie, I think we would be talking different about it if... If it was in theaters. It was in theaters. And I hope once theaters start opening, that they, at least for a weekend, release it again in theaters. Cause, or at least in IMAX, because I would be down to see it in IMAX, because I'm going to buy it when it comes out digital, because I, don't, I still don't think I'm going to be able to process what I watched. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Dude, there's so much little subtle things. There's so much little subtle things in it. And I, this is why I think even the sound sucks because I listened to the soundtrack and you can tell. Okay, you can't, uh, no spoilers, but you watch the trailers and people walk backwards, right? You cannot just film it normally forward and then rewind it because it won't sync up. Mm-hmm. Right, so because when you rewind a, a film, it goes faster. Yeah. Right. You can never go at a normal speed. That means they shot that movie super slow. Yeah. So forward. it has to be over two hundred and forty. So, for in order to match up. Yeah. So it might be like over two hundred and forty frames per second. Dude, how the fudge did they pull off? The car scenes. Unless someone actually drove in reverse the whole time. That's possible, man. 
Dude, I... They it, did it's it just... in The Matrix. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But The Matrix, it wasn't like one was inverted and one wasn't, you know? And this... True. One person is inverted and the other one is not. And it's like... It's just a mind... It's just... It's just... It's a mind fuck. <laughs> it's a mind fuck. For sure. All right, we got to talk about uh, streaming day, man. Dude, now yeah, it's going to be like this episode is Escape from Trent Tenant, man. We can't. <laughs> Escape we from can't. Tenant. Yep. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> also, it reminded me, last thing, it reminded me of uh, Tenant reminds me of that Missy Elliott song, the the Work It or Work. Does it work for you? Oh, yeah. When it goes well, she, in reverse. She, yeah, she says something and then like it goes reverse. Yeah. Because she says that she's going to say it in reverse, right? Yeah. Listen, I didn't. I don't remember. It the song. said, just "If you have a big, d- let me work yeah. it." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, she says it backwards. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, training day. Oof, okay. Training day, finally, man. <laughs> oh, I uh, want to know. Okay. Uh, was you had watched this movie previously, right? Back in high school. You hadn't watched it since then. Yeah. Okay, so I'm kind of the same. Um, when you rewatched it, did you remember anything from the when you watched it when you were younger? Uh, well, I, I'm going at I'm going at this is because I didn't remember anything, but I want to know if you did. I remember subtle things. I remember one liners, man. Like I re- the, I do uh-huh. remember the one liners. Um, yeah, same. But I like maybe I remembered thirty percent of the film. I didn't. I don't remember the whole storyline. So the, yeah, okay. like seventy percent of it. All right. So I didn't remember the ending. So I, so th- this is why I liked it. Mm-hmm. I had to rent this movie because I was gonna do it illegally, and it turns out <laughs> in that illegal website, they only had the TV version. Oh, the TV show. And I was like, I'm not gonna watch this movie with dubbed really bad dubbed bad words and i kind of remember this had a lot of bad words and a lot of stuff that was going to get cut and yes i mean the whole (laughs) opening scene that i saw was different when i rented it because the stuff was cut from the opening scene yeah um but anyway so my question is Mm -hmm. did you wait did you know the ending already yes because i I remember the ending for sure all right, okay, so then this question won't really work. Well, maybe if you can remember when you watched it for the first time. Did you think that Denzel Washington was going to end up being a, a, a Spoiler alert. crooked cop? <laughs> or do you think he was going to be good? Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, damn, he's badass. So I thought he was good. You I, wanted to, right? Yep. I really wanted him to. Okay, in case you're watching this, you're listening to this, and we're spoiling shit for you. I mean, it's on you, man. Like, you know. It really is. We should really say that in the beginning. <laughs> this movie's old. We should, I guess. We do talk about Damn. movies. We should probably put that in this, our site. This movie <laughs> is 19 years old. I think we should be fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so I thought... I, I had a suspicion that he was corrupted. And mm-hmm. I had a feeling mm-hmm. that the I don't remember their names. Uh, so his name was Alonzo. Hoyt. Hoyt. H o y t. Yeah. I thought that. Which, by the way, Ethan Hawke, man, I love Ethan Hawke. He was really Especially, good in this one. 
Dude, at that time, I think he was, that's, some of his prime movies were around that time, no? Like, I remember when I was in high school and stuff, um, I remember seeing him in a lot of movies. I don't know necessarily what movies <laughs> I watched him in, but I remember, yeah, I remember I, his, his name was very popular. That's all I remember. I don't remember when yeah, he was on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, okay, so the whole time, mm-hmm. I thought that this was going to be one of those scenarios where um J- uh, Ho- Hoyt whatever Ethan Hawke's character yeah I thought he was like sent on a specific mission yeah to capture uh Denzel Washington mm, okay but then right before the big scene where it gets revealed that wrong <laughs> the scene <laughs> Yeah. And I think this is why this movie is so great. Like it, it, it takes you on this like crazy like roller Fucking coaster ride, where you're yeah. like where you're like something insane happens and you you're thinking one way and then it switches on you. Yeah. And then it's like, nah, you were right the first time and then like no you weren't and it yeah. just does this a lot. Yeah, it makes you second guess uh it over makes and you over second again. guess a lot. It's this, you know the first thing that made me second guess a lot of stuff what is the the opening scene where Denzel Washington calls uh the Ethan Hawke at his home mm-hmm. and the wife yep. answers yep. and i was like hold on it seems like he knows a little bit too much about this this lady i was like she's going to come up later she's she's going to betray Ethan Hawke somehow and it doesn't go that way but but it just made me second guess since that mm-hmm. moment, you know, and made yeah. me second guess him. And then the when he's a complete dick and he takes the drugs from the kids, right? Yep. The, and then, the and white then, boys, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. He just punks the shit out of those kids. Takes their money, takes their... their makes, makes Bullies Ethan Hawke into smoking... What was it? Like Angel's Dust, I think, is what was famous PCP, around I that think. time. Or PCP, yeah. So, makes him smoke. Yep. And then... Uh, completely guilts, guilty, guilts Ethan Hawke yeah. into thinking he was peer pressured. It's like you fucking peer pressured him, and he goes, "It's not like I held a gun to your head." Yes, you did. You held a gun <laughs> to his head. Um, well, technically he didn't. He had the gun next to him because he was pointing at the guy next to them. But anyways, the point is, you go on this roller coaster where you're like, "Is he a good guy? Is he really training him to be?" Tough an arc. because yeah. it, to be an arc is in LA at that time it, it it has to be tough still to this day that has to be a really hard job to do you know oh, yeah. and so I'm get I'm getting where it's coming like this like tough guy and then that scene where they go have freaking was it lunch or breakfast with the the high rollers or or the he calls them like the yeah I think that was around lunch LA. yeah. So he goes into that, it's like a smoke shop, right? Where they go into mm-hmm. or something. It's some sort of man's club. Yep. He goes into and um, and that scene, like halfway through it, I'm like, he's, he's going to, this is his mission. I was like, his mission is being revealed here. His mission is to take these, these four fuckers down yep. and capture them. And this is why he's such a dick. And it was perfect because it had been setting up. He he went to go see. He took him to his family, mm-hmm. which that was hilarious to me because that that's literally two blocks from my house. 
Oh, really? <laughs> Where they filmed it? Yeah. So legit, I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, so also the projects here down the street from my house where they shot that is Watts. Um, that Half of them are... they. They tore them down because of gentrification. Yeah. And now there's like a whole bunch of restaurants and stuff there. And so like legit, I was like, I literally just went to buy groceries there yesterday. <laughs> but it's not that bad. There is some areas there that I've gotten lost and I got in there and I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to get shot. And uh, there's a lot of stories of people getting shot just for like driving down that street there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny because I'm like, that's that's my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh man. But, but you know what? Like my point is he, he went, he, he got to know his son, his wife. Yeah. Which pissed me off because she she can't play what was her name? Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. She can't play a Salvadorian. I mean, I guess her face looks Salvadorian. She's not Salvadorian, is she? Uh I think she might be Cuban, but I'm she not has sure. to be Cuban. Let me see this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was like trying to read. There's so many things going on. <laughs> Fuck, bro. I thought. <laughs> all you the got frozen? Yeah. All the listeners are going to think you're frozen. I got frozen. <laughs> It's like fuck Eva Mendes fucked up his brain <laughs> I must have seen a good picture of her uh, she's, It just says she's from Florida So let's just say she's Cuban But like she's trying to She plays a Salvadorian so And yep. she didn't even have pupusas in there Come on man. What the hell? <laughs> Oh man I took offense to that To that scene But um but back to my point is you tr- you start to trust him so much that I'm like, okay, good. He's a good guy. And then the next fucking scene, bro, it's the crazy scene, especially right now with the whole, like, um, we all just saw a cop murder someone and stuff. And it's like, it, it's like, it just makes you go like, yeah, this is why people hate cops. This is why... This is why it's tough, like, you know, um, especially for people of color. It's like, this sucks. And how easy he got, dude, that's, he turned, that turned so quickly. It was like, yeah, oh, cool. He's doing everything legally. Like, you know what? Like, these people are corrupted. He stole that money from that one lady because he was trying to pay to capture the main guy that he's after. And then it's like, actually, he's going to go steal a shitload of money for him and and then he's gonna blame like the way that just like it comes so naturally to them like oh yeah i'm just gonna you know he shot fire and then he shoots his own like partners and and it's just like damn it just gets crazy and it's just like and that movie to me becomes really good i loved it yeah (laughs) but it's just it's just wild how like everything went roller coaster you know and even, yeah, even the end, everything is just like a huge, like a twist, twist and turn yep. and stuff, you know? Yep. And I, I loved it. I love this movie. That's uh, what I'm trying to say. Just going but back. But to me, that, oh. those two scenes, those back-to-back scenes are, made the movie for me. So going back to Eva Mendes, I looked it up. Uh, she was born in Miami, Florida, by her two Cuban parents. <laughs> Okay, so, so she she's is Cuban, Cuban. yeah. Blood she's Cuban. not Salvadorian. <laughs> That's the point. That's what we're trying to make. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this movie, I, I love this movie. Um, 
I love that there's so much rappers, LA rappers too. Oh, by the way. true. Like Dre, I Snoop Dogg Snoop was Dogg in was it. There. Dude, uh, it's just like, yeah, man, it was it was great. I love this movie. Uh, I think for me, the very beginning, uh, where they're having well, when Denzel Washington or Alonzo, as his name is. Uh, he was reading the newspaper. That scene made me feel uncomfortable. Um, oh, dude, yeah. And from there, I, I was I was like, shoot, I forgot how uncomfortable I feel now because of, like, everything that's happened in the last 19 years with, like, Black Lives Matter and uh, everything that's going on politically. It, it made me feel awkward watching this film right in the beginning. And, like hearing these words just being thrown out in 2001 still made me feel uncomfortable um but like that that's what makes it so relevant because it's like because you feel uncomfortable it, it it's it's like suppressing you from actually speaking up or doing something about it right um, right so this is it this is pushing me to like get out of that norm uh, especially because like this, this was this came out in high school, and that's what we were all doing. We were learning from this movie, you know. Yeah, dude. Um, it really is like a training day for everyone. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's cheesy. That's too cheesy. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Escape yeah, from training dude, day for sure. Uh, yeah, and then I think the scene where I I felt really awkward and it was impactful was when um his character Hoyt's character or Hoyt ended up saving that girl from being raped and that made me feel a little not just awkward but really pissed that that was happening um especially when he like reads the ID he's like she's 14 yep and it's like he's like whoa she can fuck like a woman it's like oh my god I fucking want to kill that guy and that's the part where you kind of feel you you feel on the side of Denzel Washington because you're like yeah fuck those people they're pieces of shit they don't deserve the system the law system like there's no justice for them and like they deserve street justice but yeah it, it's it is like we were saying it is a wake up call <clears throat> even though it, it's a film and you're learning about this whole environment and then you start learning like this is really how it is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, it is a good film. Uh, I like watching it now it, since it does have that roller coaster of emotions and twists and turns uh, within the characters and what's going on in the story. Uh, I was entertained throughout the whole thing. Uh, yep. And that's what the uh, film should do is like nonstop entertainment. So uh, yep. just like Tenet, like we're going back to Tenet, bro. <laughs> it's it's so, it's so much it's information that you feel like I got to keep watching uh, yeah. and, and rewatch hey, it. This movie usually goes on sale for Black Friday. So I'm for sure going to try to buy it because I, I, I decided I, I need to buy this movie. This movie is a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good, man. Um, if I were to rate this. I would probably rate this a four and a half. A four, yeah. I, you know what? Yes, I'm gonna be with you the same way. I'm gonna meet you at four and a half, because it is. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just it's just a, a huge social statement. I didn't look up if it won any awards. I'm assuming. I think it. Did, it had man. to be nominated at least because Denzel Washington was was great in it. It's not his best role. 
Because I want to say Man on Fire. I liked him better in Man on Fire. Oh, that I never was watched, a really good film. <laughs> I never watched, uh, um, was it Fences? I Ugh. think he won for Fences. I never watched it. But anyways, this is definitely one of his top top movies for sure. And uh, But the thing that I like, um, that it's, it's going to that social justice and talking about it, is that, <clears throat> and they bring it up once. Yeah. Did he get awards? Yes. So he did get an award. On um, Academy Award for Best Actor, Denzel Washington. Yeah. And MTV Awards, he got uh, Denzel Washington Best Villain. And then Best Cameo was Snoop Dogg for the MTV Awards. On the, I was hoping <coughs> that he was faking the wheelchair because that would have been so awesome. Um, <laughs> he starts running. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so what I was going to say about the so- how is the social commentary, right? Yeah. Because it takes place in L.A. Uh, ten years after the Rodney King beatings, right? That was in 91-ish. Yeah. 91? Yeah, 91. And they did mention so it in the film. They mentioned it in the film. It's ten years past that. And the thing that I remember, and I've seen a couple of documentaries now, because I don't really remember. I just had come to America in the 90s. So it was, I, I lived, technically, I lived here during the, the Rodney King riots yeah but i was like two or something three. yeah too young to remember that but the point is that i've seen documentaries like it, there was this huge it, it's a huge racial thing like yeah you know like white cops versus like a black man right and then you see this movie and it's like hold on it's not it's not white cops versus black men it, it's cops in general right yeah. that scene where where they steal the money, the cops, the dirty cops, they all come out, right? Yep. You you had what Dr. Dreg was there, you had Denzel there, you had two not I'm gonna say one was Russian, maybe one was it was different races yep. there and the people they were stealing from was a white guy. But yep. literally two scenes before that, they had stolen money from a black woman too, you know? Yep. And um and and it, it it's so it just shows you like yo this is this is it's a issue with with police it's not an issue with with race yep even though race does play it but it's mostly about just police brutality and police taking advantage um, of the law advantage of situations yeah <clears throat> and look we're we're not a political thing we're not going to get all <laughs> political in this but but at least I like that from that movie that it did it didn't focus on it, it just making it a racial thing it was like this is all it was around. more than that it was legit this is the problem with cops and at the same time you had the ethan hawk police officer who is a who, good guy who is a who's good cop. a good guy who and this movie takes place in one fucking day right yep it happens in 24 hours and within 24 hours this guy takes down a guy that's probably been getting away with it for a long ass time yeah like this is a career cop true and <clears throat> So this movie will show you that, that that there is dirty cops and there's also good cops and there's cops that are, are willing to fight, but it's difficult. It's difficult because they they're not given a chance to because of yeah. the corruption with the cops. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting and, and, film for sure, and it definitely holds up. This movie holds up great. I don't know why I haven't seen this movie trend or like 
brought up because this movie would be perfect for around this time, you know. Oh yeah. I think it's a still it's still good social commentary even nineteen years after, you know. Oh yeah. Good film. Really yeah. helps with the situation that we're in now. <clears throat> yeah. Alright, well I didn't so. see I didn't hear the soundtrack to this, so I'm not gonna talk about the soundtrack. <laughs> Uh, they did have a <laughs> one I'm thing I do remember. Cypress Hill Drake was in it, and Cypress, Cypress Hill. Hill. Yeah, dude. When they went to Smiley's house, yeah, yeah, yeah. It also, was rock star. That's that's another guy that plays the same freaking roles in everything. Uh, the, also, the guy the, from uh, Fast and the Furious, Hector. Hector. Hector yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, also, uh, did you watch? You watched uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah. Because. Tuco, remember Tuco, the um, the crazy guy with that the shirt is all coked up and in 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 uh, Breaking Bad he he snorts before he shoots people. Oh wait, is that the same guy that was playing poker and he was stupid when he was yeah, and exactly the same. He's the same, <laughs> same fucking character. character. <laughs> it's the same character without a shirt, doing coke probably and dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's he plays that one character. Oh, that's his career. I'm sure he's done other stuff, but at least what I know him from is just those two things. That, that the same, um, the same dude um, <laughs> in that table when they were playing poker, and Smiley was there. He's he also plays the same character in a TV show that was just that only lasted for one season. He was he ended up being uh, the same character. Uh. Yeah, dude, it's... Uh, hey, if you can do a career... With the same character in L.A.? Yeah, oh, I, I know I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, if you can do your whole career, like your whole acting career of just being the same guy, the the little um, cholos, I mean, <laughs> why like, not, dude? All power to you. Like, hey, fucker, you need a cholo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anytime a cholo needs to come up. Oh, we know who to get. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man, uh, I hope we don't get in trouble for doing that. <laughs> nah. Dude, was Ethan Hawking in uh, that one movie, Crash, or whatever it's called? I think he was. Wasn't he a cop there too? Yeah, I just want to say that. that I think that's why I stopped liking him, because he rapes that one lady in the movie. Um, if he's who I think he is. Uh, I'm not seeing it. No, I don't think so. Damn. Maybe I should look up that movie. It no. was an assault on Precinct 13, and we did just mention the that. The remake. But that's the remake. Yeah, so it still kind of goes full circle, man. Oh, yeah, that, there's our uh, there's our, our, our thing. Our, our connection between them. Connection, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was on The Purge. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, I remember him from that. Yeah, he is the guy that I'm thinking of. No, that's not Ethan Hawke. Is that Ethan Hawke? Dude, he's a white guy. He looks this. No, that's that's Matt Dillon. Oh yeah. It's not it's similar, but not not the same. Oh, I think I know why. Um, why we were thinking about Matt Dillon and him. Why? Uh, I think it's because of. Uh, didn't they do a movie together? Did they? I think I they know. did, but oh um, man, 
Now, now my yeah. mind is just like thinking about this dude to see if they did a movie together. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh, what ifs? Wasn't it in Assault and Pre? No, it wasn't that one. Yeah, but anyways, um, that's our, our show for today, maybe? Yes, so that is the end of our episode. So let's do a recap. Do you, So I gave okay. a three out of five for... I gave it a two. On uh, Escape, Escape from, from New, York. New York, so it's five out of ten, technically. And then yeah. for Training Day, is four and a half for both yeah, of us. Four and a half, that's nine. Yeah. And uh, nine. Yeah. I think that's a good rating for it. It's not a classic... It's not a 10. It's not the good, the bad, and the, and the ugly. Yeah. But it's for sure there, the top. Wow. So, um, thanks for listening to us. Definitely. If you made it this far, we appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe or press the like and share. Yeah. Go visit our Twitter feed. Uh, yes. Leave us some stuff. Uh, we post at least once a day <laughs> just to keep it active. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hashtag movies. <laughs> Hashtag movies, yep. You can send us movie suggestions too if you guys want. Yeah, whenever you have a chance, just be like going on Twitter and giving us suggestions. We'll bring it up. And if you don't like it, we're not going to watch it. But <laughs> go ahead, suggest the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, thanks, you guys. Bye. See you.